If you don't have a recipe, if you don't have the order in which to do things, no matter how hard you try, if you put something, even one thing in the wrong order, you're not gonna get the results that you want. If you go and quote a job right now, or next week, or two weeks from now, and you go land that job, and you didn't price it properly, if you didn't know your break-even margin, if you didn't know the difference between markup and margin, if you don't get control of that, and know that you're gonna be pricing your jobs profitably every single time, you could have the best crew, you could have the best communication, you could have the best systems for running jobs effectively and efficiently, but if you haven't priced it properly to begin with, you're screwed. What are we going to be covering off today? We're going to be covering off some really solid um, insights for you guys. All right. So yeah, we're going to be talking about, you know, what are the three, you know, what are the three things that are good indicators that you're going too fast. But, but bottom line, we're going to be talking about where you're at and what's called the contractor's ladder of success. You know, when you're growing a contracting business, the reality is that we're trying to do our best. Okay. We're, we're putting, willing to put in the time. We're willing to put in the, you know, the, the effort and, and energy. And we think that, Hey, you know, if we put in more time and effort, we should actually get, get more results. Right. I mean, it, it sounds logical. But the reality is that uh, for a lot of contractors, it's a major danger if you're going too fast. Um, and it's a major danger because if you don't know, you know, that actually going faster is going to make things worse, um, it could be disastrous. We have so many contractors that come to Proffer Contractors and they're trying to become a champion CEO. And what they found is, and these are good indicators to know whether or not you're going too fast or not. Number one is that you're putting in more and more time and you're not getting the results that you want. Okay. Another one is, you know, that you're losing control of where your money is at. I mean, you're putting in all this extra time and instead of your bank account going up, it's actually going down. Um, another good indicator that you're going too fast is that you're wearing way too many hats. So like the fact of reality is I've got this concept for how we've helped over 6,000 contractors uh, across North America. And the concept is this, it's really simple. And if you're listening in on this, I really want you to try and slow down the speed up. So if you're driving in your truck, just try and listen to where I'm coming from as much as possible, because we really want to help you guys. And if you're in the office, take notes, but you know, get the most out of this by participating, by, by being as present as you possibly can. All right. I understand you got a lot of things on your mind. You, you're doing, you've probably got a, a list longer than both your arms of things to do, but just try and pay close attention to what I'm about to tell you. So I'm going to tell it to you from a bit of an analogy. Okay. Uh, and what do I mean by that? If you apply a, something that's a solid principle, it almost should be applicable across different scenarios. So I'm going to apply the principle that to be successful in running a contracting business, you have to follow a recipe. Okay. There's an order in which you need to follow. And with that being said, it's really important that you know where you're at to know where you got to go. So let's use the analogy of this recipe. First of all, if you look at, if I wanted you to make, or you wanted to make the best chocolate cake in the world, and you knew, you know, you knew exactly where, where you had to go in the sense of you knew the chef, you were able to go into his kitchen use the same equipment, use the recipe, like, you know, step by step by step, 
and this guy or girl was overseeing you, like it, it's the same setup. Okay. So you got the recipe, you got the right tools, you got the right environment. And the chef says, Hey man, this is the best recipe. And so you try to follow it, but instead of following it fully, instead of putting the eggs in second, you know, step number two, you put the eggs in last, ask yourself this question. Are you going to get the best chocolate cake in the world? Just think about that. The answer is no, you're not. You're going to get brownies. You're going to get a lump of chocolate. You're going to get something, but you're not going to get the best chocolate cake. But you're like, Andrew, what's the point that you're making? The point that I'm making here is number one, putting in more time, doing the wrong things and not knowing it is going to create more of the wrong things. In other words, if you don't have a recipe, if you don't have the order in which to do things, no matter how hard you try, even with that chocolate cake, if you put something, even one thing in the wrong order, you're not going to get the results that you want. So today, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about, I'm going to go behind the scenes, under the hood. I'm going to share with you guys in, in the amount of time that I got with you. I'm going to share with you the contractor's ladder of success. And I'm going to share with you that there's a recipe that goes hand in hand with that. So what do I mean? There's a model. There's an order that you have to go through. Um, I'll use the other analogy. There's an order just like when I became a tradesperson. I had to become a first-term apprentice. Then I had to graduate and become a second-term apprentice and a third-term apprentice. I didn't go from first-term apprentice to fifth-term and skip any of those stages, or I, or I didn't start at the fifth level being an apprentice and then go down to number two, then go to number three. Even though net-net, I would have learned all the same material and you know in total, but if I didn't learn it in the right order, I'd be screwed, okay? And in conjunction with that, if I didn't know where I was starting, if I didn't know that I was supposed to be learning the first term, you know, the first level was, you know, first term apprentice. I wouldn't have known where to start. Okay. So today what I want to do with you guys, all right, I want to show you, I want to explain to you the contractor's ladder of success. This doesn't exist anywhere else. Neither does the recipe. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to twist your arm to say, Hey man, raise your hand and, you know, and engage with us. If you want to, I'll give you that opportunity at the end. But what I want you to understand, I created these things, okay? And I created them through lots of struggles, through over a decade of struggles, and through hundreds of thousands of dollars of investing in myself and, and figuring this out with the help of my, my beautiful wife, who's, a, who's an accountant, and other people. And I, and I made it work specific to a contracting business. So that's what we're going to go through today, all right? What I want you to be able to walk away with is a better understanding of number one, where are you at in the contractor's ladder of success specific to your business? And what is the recipe that you got to consider that you want to follow so that you're not, you know, consistently having to put in more time and get less out of it, that you're not having to consistently see your bank account not grow, if not diminish as you get more sales, as you work harder, that, you know, that you're not having to go like, oh my God, I have to keep on wearing all these hats. There's a pathway. All right, so let's get through this together. So the very first thing that, before I show you the contractor's ladder of success, is there's three core pillars that you have to follow, okay? Just like picture that we're trying to build something and in order for this, whatever it is that we're putting on this foundation, we need to put up these, these walls, okay? So there's three core pillars that we have to follow. And I'm gonna be really quick about this so that we can get into the contractor's ladder of success. But each level that we cover off in the contractor's level of success has to follow this recipe and in this order. So let me explain to you what these are, right? Write these things down. You're driving in the truck. 
just remember to come back this uh, to this video and watch it. Okay, this is going to be a game changer for your business, and it's a perfect time so that you can apply these things and crush out 2023. Here's the thing: if you don't do it in the right order, you're going to mess this up. All right, so I'm going to explain to you what the order is. I explain to you why it's in that order, and then we'll talk about the contractors' leverage success. Identify where you're at, so you can define. You know, this year, maybe this week, maybe next week, maybe this month, you can start laying out a plan. I'll show you how we can help you lay out a plan so that you're going to kick ass in 2023 and move yourself up this contractor's ladder for success. The three pillars that we have to focus in on in order, the recipe is time and team is one of them. So write that down, time and team. Next one is profits and cash flow. We have to focus in on that pillar next. And the third one, last but not least, is marketing and sales. So let me explain to you the reason why. A lot of contractors will come to us and they'll say, hey, I want to work on sales. I want to work on marketing, especially this time of the year. And it's not that we don't eventually get there, but again, back to the order, it's really critical that you follow it. So time and team is, is the very first place. Why? When we talk about time and your time, right? If we don't get control of your time, as far as your calendar, as far as where you're putting it, it doesn't matter how much gold I share with you even today. If you don't take the time or get control of your time to apply these things, you're never going to benefit from them. I mean, Christ, I could say to you, hey, guys, hey, John, you know, I'm you know, speaking directly to you right now, whoever you is, hey, there's gold under your feet. And if you tell me that you don't have time to get the gold, you're never going to get to the gold, even though you're like, hey, I want to make more money. I want to, okay? You got to get control of your time first. Then we can focus in on your team. So we have to get control of your time so that you can focus in on learning these things, applying these things, putting the right systems in place in the right order. So your time, it starts with you. Why? Because you're the champion CEO. You are the owner of the company. You are the one that gives the vision. You're the one that drives the direction of the company. And if there's anybody that has to start off with getting control of their time, it's you. Because if you can't get control of your time, it's not right for you to be expecting to be in control of your team's time or your team to be in control of their own time. So time being your time is top priority. Next, we got to focus in on your team. Once we get control of your time, then we can start getting control of your team's time. And I'm going to show you the different levels in this contractor's ladder of success, but time and team is the first thing. Let's go to number, the next one, profits and cash flow. Now, why is profits and cash flow next? Well, again, coming back to time and team, if we don't get control of our time, we're never going to be able to get control of our team's time. That means we're never going to be able to get control of our time, our team's time as far as doing the, the you know, running the job properly, doing the pre-start, doing the run, doing the finish, putting the right systems in place, having them follow the systems. You see, if we don't get control of our time and team, and I give you strategies on how to run your jobs profitably, how to quote your jobs profitably, and you don't have the time or you're not able to leverage your team with those insights and trainings on how to become more profitable, you're never going to become more profitable because you're not able to take the time. So profits and cash flow is next. So on the profit side, we want to focus in on really plugging the leaks in your bucket of profit first. The reality is that we want to start off with not actually you know, starting off with going out there, quote your jobs profitably, we'll get there. But the first thing is that you got work right now. We've got to make sure we plug leaks in your bucket of profit in the jobs that you have right now, because either you're going to maximize your profits on those jobs or you're not. 
Next then is pricing your jobs profitably. Making sure you're pricing your jobs profitably is absolutely crucial. Because if you don't quote and price your jobs profitably, you've almost lost the game before you even started, right? If you, if you go and quote a job right now or next week or two weeks from now, and you go land that job and you didn't price it properly, if you didn't know your break-even margin, if you didn't know the difference between markup and margin, I mean, I can go on and on and on. You know, there's eight core you know, areas of profitability that we got to optimize and maximize. If you don't get control of that, and know that you're going to be pricing your jobs profitably every single time, you could have the best crew. You, you could have the best communication. You could you know, have the, the best systems for running jobs effectively and efficiently. But if you haven't priced it properly to begin with, you're screwed. No matter how good your guys do, if you underquoted it by 10, 20, 30%, you're screwed. You're, you're guaranteed to lose money. It's just to what degree are you going to lose money? So profits is next. Now, cash flow comes after that. Now, why? Because if you're not profitable, you're guaranteed not to have a positive cash flow. I'll say that again. If you're not profitable, you're guaranteed not to have a positive cash flow because you're not making money. Now, here's a little bit of a twist to this. Even though you could be profitable on the jobs you're running, even though you could be profitable on the jobs that you're quoting, you need to manage your cash flow because even if you are profitable on your jobs, you could still have a cash flow issue. Now, why is that? Well, there's lots of reasons, but one of the main reasons is that you haven't forecasted your cash flow from a job perspective as far as when you're going to receive money against the jobs that you're running. In other words, I use an extreme. We have a lot of contractors that come to us. I mean, I talked to a guy yesterday that wants to become a champion CEO, so we're helping him out with that. And he came to me and says, I don't get it. I go, what don't you get? He says, like, my cash flow is terrible. I'm, I'm struggling even making to make payroll in a couple of weeks from now. I said, okay. I said, uh, tell me a little bit the, about the jobs that you've got. And he's like, well, I've got all these jobs. I've got all these big jobs. Keyword, big jobs. I said, all right, you got all these big jobs. He goes, yeah. So let's put that into perspective. I go, how many big jobs do you have going right now? And he's like, well, I've got like five big jobs going right now. All right. When is the first one going to be completed? And he says, well, maybe in about three weeks. I go, there's a prime indicator that you've got a massive cash flow issue and it's about to get worse. And he goes, why? I go, because understand being a fellow contractor, that's like, that's what we do. We focus in on just specifically helping contractors. The reality is understanding contractors means the reality for you guys out there is that you got to pay your workers. You got to pay your suppliers. You got to pay taxes. You got to pay all these things before you get paid. And so if you got, if a contractor has too many big jobs and he doesn't have a balanced portfolio of having enough cash flow coming in and he's running too many big jobs, he's basically being the bank for, the, for those bigger jobs. And if he has to be the bank, in this case, this guy's got to be the bank for the next three weeks and he's running five big jobs, there's a heavy chance he's going to run out of cash flow unless he manages it properly. So cash flow is next. Okay. So let's just take a step back. Time and team is first. Talked about that. They give you the, the, the ability to have the time and control your team so you can focus in on the, the right thing to be profitable when you're running your jobs and quoting your jobs. And cash flow is super critical next because even though you could be profitable on jobs, if you're not collecting enough cash to fill the gas tank, right? Cash is the gas to your business. You could easily be running out of cash or this is the symptom that you're dealing with right now is that I got no money in the bank account or my bank account's like a roller coaster. I'm going into my draft, you know, using my line of credit. All of a sudden, I got some money in the bank account and it's up and down like a roller coaster. 
you've got to get off that roller coaster, all right? And to do that, you've got to make sure you focus in on the right things to be ensure you're profitable and also match that with making sure you got the right cash flow coming in and the right balance of work um, so that you've got more money coming in than you got money going out. Okay, last one is marketing and sales. Now, why is marketing and sales last? Yet, so many contractors come to us and they want us to focus in on getting them more leads, getting them more business. And yet, I go to my team, goes, no, we're going to focus in on time and team. Then you got to focus on profits and cash flow. Then we're going to focus on marketing and sales. Let me tell you why. We have no problem helping you guys get more work. No problem, right? Helping you with your marketing, helping you get more leads, helping you get more qualified leads, helping you close those deals. But here's the thing. If we haven't gotten control of our profits prior to this, back to the previous pillar, and you're not able to run your jobs profitably, we get you more leads and you convert, we help you convert more of those into jobs. And even worse yet, you're not even 100% certain you've got the right quoting system to make sure you're quoting the jobs profitably. If we help you market yourself to get more jobs, uh, get more leads and get more jobs, you, we could, in essence, help you market yourself at a business because you don't know for certain that you're being profitable in running the jobs and in quoting the jobs. What else? Well, let's talk about cash flow. Back to what I said earlier. If, you, if we help you get a whole bunch of work and we don't balance the right size of work and the right type of work, then we can easily run out of cash because... In some cases, a lot of contractors, they'll go out of business, not because they didn't have enough work, usually because they had a lot of work, but they didn't know how to manage their profits and cash flow. So you've got to manage your profits and cash flow. Now, what else is another reason we want to have profits and cash flow become, you know, come before marketing sales? Well, because understanding what you have to specifically price your jobs at, specific to your contracting business, where you're located, your overhead, your fixed expenses because everybody's fixed expenses is different, that's going to help educate you on who you're, who the right target audience is, okay? It's going to help educate you on the right size of jobs that you got to go after to manage your cash flow. It's getting the right level of education so that you know who to market to and who not to market to and who to sell to and who not to sell to. So time and team, profits and cash flow, marketing and sales. I know it's like really Cole's notes version. So ask yourself right now, where do you have challenges in those spaces? And make sure that whether or not you want us to you know, help lay out a plan for you or, you know, or not, make sure that you go in that order, okay? And I know it might be really tough for some of you guys because you're like, I got to get more work. I got to get more work. But I'm telling you, the worst case thing would be you go out and you get a whole bunch more work and you go bankrupt because of it, all right? So those are the three pillars. Now, let's talk about the contractor's ladder of success. So I'm going to go through this relatively quickly. Now, what I want you to do as I go through this is to remember that that recipe of time and team, profits and cash flow, marketing and sales exists as a recipe specific to what needs to be accomplished at each one of these levels. All right? So I'm going to go through this entire slide of success. Most of you guys have never seen this before, so pay close attention. You, what I want you to do is, number one, identify where are you at in the contractor's life of success. That's number one. And that then will tell you what the next level is for you to work towards regarding 2023. And in conjunction with that, applying that recipe is going to significantly help you give clarity of like where it is that you've got to start specific to time, team, profits, and cash flow, marketing, and sales related to where you're at in this contractor's ladder of success. So let's see if I can do a little bit of a share screen here. There's one, two, three, four, five levels of the contractor's ladder of success. All right. So let's go th through this quickly. 
All right. Not don't get overwhelmed. Remember, your whole objective here is back to what we originally talked about is make sure you're not going too fast. Okay. And 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 to do that, you want to make sure you know where you're at and where you got and where you gotta go and to slow down so you focus on the right things in the right order. Otherwise, we're not gonna get control. All right. We're not gonna go from chaos to control. We're gonna go from more, you know, chaos to more chaos. All right. So here's these five levels. So you know you're at startup. You'll see right here that you'll know you're at startup if you are still acting as the technician. Okay, what does that mean? And there's nothing wrong with being at any one of these levels. Where it's not right is that you don't identify where you're at and lay out a plan to get to that next level. Because a lot of contractors, they jump all over the place, okay, on this contractor's ladder of success. And if, you, you know, just like a first-term apprentice, if you don't learn the basic foundational principles at the baseline level, you don't have a foundation to build upon. And then you constantly keep creating more cracks in the foundation. You keep creating more chaos uh, and less control. So startup is the first level. So you know you're at startup if you're still on the tools. And that's okay. I'll tell you why it's okay. Because at startup is where you want to apply these foundational principles and you really want to systemize that aspect of doing the work. So when you hand it over to somebody else, they can follow a system to make sure that they follow your standards and get the job done right the first time. I'll tell you what, one of the best things that you could do for your competition is not systemize the process of doing the work, running the jobs, how you pre-start the job before your guys even, before even you or your guys get out to the actual job site. Like, how do you get ready for the job? How do you run the job? How do you finish the job? You've got to have systems and you want to break down each one of those phases so you're in control of it to begin with. So when you hand it over to other guys and delegate it to them, you're not being a dictator in delegating. You're actually using the gentle art of delegation. I talked about that. I went live a couple of weeks ago on this. You're really not handing a job over to somebody. You're handing a system over to somebody so that they follow that system to get you the results. I talk about this little formula of systems times people equals results. That's so applicable at every one of these phases. But again, we got to systemize how we do the jobs, okay? We got to systemize how we do the quote so that we can eventually get these hats off of us, give it to other people. And in reality, if you do this right, a lot of times what will happen is that other people will do a better job than you. Let's say that one of the greatest positions that you want to look at hiring for your company is actually an admin person. A lot of times contractors will come to us. I had a guy, another guy uh, two days ago, 10 person team. And I said, so um, how much is your administrator helping you? And he's like, what? Like your, your secretary, your admin. Well, I don't have one. So he's got a 10 person team. There's no secretary, no admin. Okay. And yet that's probably one of the easiest positions to fill. Then I asked him, I said, so what does your week look like as far as administrative tasks? He's like, well, I work all week trying to run the guys, trying to do installs myself, trying to be the service guy, trying to be the project manager. And then at nighttime, I go home and I do all the quotes. I do all the admin, I do all the invoicing, do accounts receivable, I try and do accounts payable and pay the suppliers. I'm like, wow. He goes, oh, well, that's just beginning. Then the weekend comes and I spend most of the weekend doing admin work. Look, guys, your time as a champion CEO and, and starts, stop looking at yourself as a contractor and start looking at yourself as a champion CEO. Look at yourself as a business owner. And as we call them champion CEOs here, brought for contractors, because it's not just about being a champion CEO of your business, it's about being a champion CEO of your life. Okay. 
really be in true control of your life and where you're going, right? Getting, having more control day by day as your business grows, getting more freedom day by day as your business grows and getting more profit and leveraging those profits to pay for your freedom. Not only where you want to go with your kids and vacations, but being able to afford to go and hire an admin person and replacing that time with being able to do more personal things. But at the same token, when it comes to the business, doing higher value activities, right? So startup is all about dialing in and systemizing the roles around being the technician and also the roles around, you know, on the admin side, all those things that you know in your heart that you should be delegating. All right. Especially from an installation perspective, actually doing the job. Okay. Now, next up, after we get control of that and don't get yourself hung up with you know, the dollars I've got in here, those are just indicators to say, hey man, as you go up from the next level to the next level, you should be really, your sales and your profit should be increasing, all right? So once we've dialed in level one being startup and we've systemized the technician part, we're able to delegate that to other people. That could be one or two licensed guys or an apprentice or a helper or a combination of it. But here's the thing, once we have that systemized, we've handed it to people and we've done that properly, it doesn't come back to us. And that allows us to move up to the next level, which is survival. Now, why is it called survival? It's called survival because from a job perspective, a marketing and sales perspective, you know, back at startup, we didn't need to get that much work because it was in a lot of cases, it was just us or, or you know, a very small team. But as we grow and we delegate things to people, we need to bring in more sales because now we've got that payroll, right? We have more overhead. We're also making more profit. Um, and if we're not, then we've done, we haven't done, you know, put in the right steps at the foundational uh, level at startup. What can happen there quickly is that if we don't get our marketing and sales dialed in, we deal with this roller coaster of cash flow, right? We don't have enough work. We have too much work, goes up and down. So when we move to survival, one of the things that we want to do is we want to dial in our marketing and sales and get consistency so that we don't have, you know, the survival experience of not having enough cash, not enough work, too much work. All right. And, this is where the next level comes in, where we have to really dial in, you know, the aspect of being a foreman, okay? Of really being a manager of your team. So now you're managing your people versus being an owner that's really an employee, you know? Like at startup level, you have basically a job. You're just over broke, right? If you don't keep doing the work yourself, you're not going to be, you know, you're not going to have a business, right? So now that we've delegated that, now we can move up to survival. And survival, you know, you're at survival if, your cash flow is up and down like a roller coaster a bit. You know, you moved up to the level of being the foreman, you know, managing your people. And you're really, your job is to make sure you're optimizing your communication with your team on a weekly basis. One of the things that happens at Survival is we want to really dial in what we call the top five money-making meetings so that on Monday, as an example, you're every Monday aligning with your team, managing your team, setting the right expectations for your team. And on Friday, you're reflecting to go, hey, man, how did we do from a management perspective? So you're off the tools and now you're managing your people. This is the beginning of you actually getting what's called leverage. That means you're getting more for less. That means when you meet with your team for one hour on the Monday or say the one hour on the Friday, you're getting 40, 80, 100, 200, 300 hours worth of effort coming back to you in profits because you're now having other people make you money because you've delegated that hat of being the technician. The next level up past survival is stability. This is where it starts really getting exciting. I mean, it gets exciting even to start up 
you know, go from startups to survival. Because now you're starting to get a bit of a taste of being a business owner, but really that stability is where the business is stable. You've put in the right marketing system, the right sales system. You've got somebody else that's managing your crews. And now at a project manager level, somewhat of a leadership level, you're actually communicating to your team and you know you're making money on the job. You know you're able to forecast your cash flow. You know you're quoting the jobs are being quoted, okay, properly. In a lot of cases, at civility level, you're not doing the quotes anymore. You've delegated that. You've systemized it. You're not managing the jobs. You've delegated that. Somebody else is running these Monday morning meetings and Friday reflection meetings. You're now focused more at leveraging data to make data-driven decisions. You're looking at your financials on a regular basis. You're leveraging your money to get your profits to pay for your freedom by optimizing to maximize. It means, you know, investing in yourself. That means investing in software, automating things. Uh, AI is becoming a big thing in today's world of contractors. I mean, we use a big time here, Prof for Contractors. Um, and a lot of our clients are using that as well. So stability is a great place because now you're, you're really leveraging your time, but you're leveraging your time more from a leadership perspective. And now you have heavy, heavy stability around the systems are in place so the people can run the systems and you can get the results you want. At this stage as well is where a culture of, you know, in other words, a really good environment has, has been created because it's not chaos anymore. It's you're actually in control and you're in control of your destiny. A lot of contractors that we work with, they at this level start to look at expanding and that brings us to the next level of scaling. They're able to replicate what they're currently doing and that could be replicating it from an expansion perspective. That could be replicating it from a location perspective. So now they got you know another location doing the same thing they're doing at the current location. And that's where things start to scale. That's where we go from time-based making money to getting our money to pay for our freedom and leveraging money to exponentially scale our business. We know that if we put a dollar into our marketing, we get $2 back. We know if we put a dollar into an employee, we get you know, maybe $3 back okay, or more and so on and so forth. We're able to scale the business and we're able to scale it in a controlled way because we're able to scale based upon having the right foundations behind us at stability, survival, and startup. We have the right systems, we've got the right people, we've got the right culture, and we're getting the right results consistently. Hence. You know, stability was before scale. And now we're able to really grow this business beyond us. By the way, this brings us to the next level, which is sell. You don't have to sell your contracting business. With that being said, each one of these levels exponentially increases the value of your business. You know, it's funny. I was talking with one of our champion CEOs. When we started with him, he was in absolute chaos. And even though he had a team of like 50 plus guys, he was electrical contractor. They were still at startup. They thought that they were actually at stability, but in reality, they didn't have the systems. The systems were them. Everything was coming back to them. So understand that you could be at startup and you could have owned your contracting business for 10, 15, 20, 30 years. You could have 50 people. And if you don't have the right systems at each one of these levels, it doesn't matter how long you've been a contractor. It doesn't matter how big you are. If you don't have these principles, these systems around time and team, profits and cash flow, marketing and sales dialed in at each one of these levels, you're only as good as your systems and you're only as good as your people that are using those systems. All right. So sell. What is sell all about? Well, 
you've increased the value, as, as I said, at each one of these levels, because what is actually happening is that the business is becoming less and less dependent upon you, and you've grown to become a champion CEO. You can be all over the world traveling. You can go on a vacation, not just for a week. You can go on a vacation for months if you want, because the business is able to run without you. And that's where the value comes in, is back to those systems. Nobody wants to buy your business if they know that if they pull you out of it, everything goes to the hell in the handbasket. People are going to come and I'm telling you, there's going to be a lineup of people that are going to want to buy these businesses. Uh, and I was telling you about this, one of the champion CEOs I was talking with, uh, I was actually talking to a couple of them yesterday where they are in the transition plan of having their employees buy the business because it's, they've created such an amazing environment and their key employees see it that they're getting their employees to buy the business. But at the same token, they, they've actually brought them up this contractor's ladder of success. They've mentored them. They've turned them into just being technicians in a lot of cases to now being the leaders, to being the GM, to, you know, to being the lead project manager. Understand that you always want your business to increase in value beyond you. So ask yourself this question. Are you at startup? Are you at survival, stability? Are you at scale or at sell? Don't feel bad if you're at startup for survival. Um, even if you've been in business for a long time where you have a, a large team or a small team where you're just starting out, it is so possible. There's so much opportunity for you to go from the level you're at to the next level if you just follow the recipe, right? Just like baking that chocolate cake, okay? If you follow the recipe, you're going to get those results. You're going to get the best chocolate cake in the world. In this case, if you follow the recipe, you're going to get the best contracting business that you could ever have. Uh, your team wants that. Your clients want that. I know your family wants that as well. So identify where you're at in this contractor's ladder of success so that you know where you're going. You know, if you're at startup, your goal should be, hey, by the end of this year, I want to be at survival. If you're at survival, I want to be at the end of the year, this year at stability. And make sure you get the knowledge and the insights to be able to do that so that you're not working so hard for so little. And I guess my last little thing that I want to say to you guys is if you're serious about wanting to create a, a plan for you, we call it the contractor's you know, strategy session to actually strategize and put a plan in place for you guys uh, specific to your business and apply these principles, then raise your hand, okay? It's, it's really simple, okay? Now, there's a couple of qualifiers. If you're not serious about improving your contracting business, don't raise your hand, all right? I don't want you to waste my time, my team's time. You know, the odd one of you guys, because I do it for fun, might actually get to talk to me face-to-face. I don't know if that's good luck or bad luck, but uh, so if you're really serious about growing your contracting business and, and going up the next level in the contractor's life of success, maybe just type in um, planning, okay, or even better, next level, something along those lines, and my team will reach out to you. If you're not serious about changing that identity from being a contractor mindset to truly becoming a business owner, i.e. a champion CEO, don't ask us for help right now because you're not ready for it and that's okay. But if you are, then, you know, put in the, put in the chat, you know, planning or, you know, next level, let's go with next level and, and we'll help you guys out. So hopefully you got a lot of that leverage it, you know, pause the replay. If you want, um, go back to as many times as you want and, uh, and I'll see you guys on the flip side. So that's it here from Andrew Houston. Um, I'll see you guys on the flip side. I'll talk to maybe some of you and uh, look, make 2023 the best year yet. Leverage your ability to use time to your advantage. Don't wait and wait and wait and wait to get help. 
that's one of the hardest ways to try and build a business. It's also one of the riskiest ways, one of the more, more stressful ways. I could not gotten my contracting business to run by itself. Uh, our champion CEOs couldn't be making the profits that they're making right now if, if they, you know, ha hadn't taken the done for them structure and framework and applied the contractor's ladder of success around that recipe of time, team profits, and cash flow marketing and sales. Don't do it the hard way. Uh, do it the easy way. A decades, the days, and hopefully I'll see some of you guys on the flip side. And I think uh, I think that's it. That's all, folks. So we'll catch you later. Talk to you, uh, I think, next week. We'll go live again and uh, crush it out. Be a champion CEO. Do the things you got to do as a champion CEO. And uh, we'll catch you later. Ciao. Hey, rock stars. Thank you for watching the No Bullshit Podcast for Contractors. If you enjoyed this episode, hit the subscribe button. And if you're serious about growing and need help, click on the link below. Myself and my team would love to help and give you the necessary tools so you can take your contracting business to the next level. And remember, dominate, delegate, and deliver.